Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Go with me tonight, please, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, I had we had been on a series on uh, forgiveness on Wednesday nights. Uh, then um, we've been on a series on Sundays on uh, Together We Can. And here last week, the Lord changed both of those. Well, actually, I say changed them. We kind of got to a place to press pause on those. And uh, I am beginning a series entitled The Pathway to Victory. And... Uh, the subtopic is renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. The Lord said something to me. He said, you cannot do by willpower what requires the renewing of the mind and the revelation of who you are in Christ. You cannot do by willpower what requires the renewing of the mind and the revelation of who you are in Christ. There is no greater revelation than the renewing of the mind. None. There's no more important revelation in the church today than the renewing of the mind. All right, this is important. And when most people think about renewing the mind, they think about renewing the mind in terms of not thinking sinful thoughts anymore, not thinking like sinners anymore. The number one problem I've seen with believers, period, is they don't have their mind renewed. Number one problem. All right? The number one problem is not the devil. It's not other people. It's the renewing of the mind. Amen. Uh, Brother Hagen told a story about back when he uh, and Miss Aretha hadn't been married very long. They were pastoring their first church. And uh, he talked about, you know, back then, and, and, of course, it became very popular again in the 1960s, but he would have deliverance meetings. Every Friday night at the church, they'd have deliverance meetings. And he said, you know, people came, and, and you know, they got delivered. And he said then, the, the, like, the attendance started waning. He said, so, uh, you know, after that, uh, we started having loosening meetings every, every Friday night. And he said, everybody that got delivered, then they come and got loosed. And he said, and then after a while, attendance started slacking off. And he said, so I, I started having getting free meetings. And he said, and everybody came that had been delivered and got loose, and now they're getting free. And he said, but I noticed something. He said, I, I, I would talk to these people and go to their house. I'm their pastor. I, 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 I know them. And he said, none of them were better off. They were still dealing with the same things they were dealing with. And the Lord said, he said, I went to the Lord about it. And the Lord said, it's because you're trying to do by the laying on of hands what only the word can do. The most sure way to get free 
is renew your mind by the word. Because you can have hands laid on you, and you should have hands laid on you. And that can help you, but if you're going to stay free, you got to renew your mind. The only avenue the enemy has into the believer's life is their mind. That's it. He has no other avenue. And if he encounters a renewed mind, the door of his access is closed. In, in, in any area. All right? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, we, we, we find out some things about The man. Verse 23, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice something very uh, 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 clear from the outset. Man is three parts. He says spirit, soul, and body. Now, why is that important? Because to understand that I'm three parts, I can understand that I've got to work on each part individually. And that each part affects the other part. Now notice he says, number one, I pray God your whole spirit. So man is three parts. Number one, man is a spirit. Now that's born again man or unregenerate man. The sinner in the world is a spirit, a dead spirit but a spirit, all right? You are a spirit. My spirit is the part of me that's alive unto God and filled with the life of God. Secondly, we possess a soul. All right, my soul is the mind, the will, or the intellect, the seat of the emotions. With my spirit, that's the spiritual realm. My soul is the emotional realm. The mind, the will, the intellect, the emotions. And then thirdly, the body, the physical realm. The body's called the flesh throughout the word. Now, here's the thing with the body. The body is neither immoral or moral. It reacts dependent upon which part of the person is in charge of it. All right, see, my spirit needs the help of my renewed mind to control my body. If I don't have a renewed mind, my spirit cannot gain the ascendancy over my flesh. And so people say, that guy's got a flesh problem. No, that guy's got an unrenewed mind problem. Because you renew the mind, the flesh comes into line. It's important. So for the believer that will allow their spirit to be in control, their spirit will work through their renewed mind and control the body. I've said for years, your body carries the real you around. No carrying case has ever rose up and attacked anyone. You've never had a bag that you're carrying on your shoulder attack you. Get away, you get Right? It just, it carries your stuff around. 
So people will talk about the voice of the flesh. The voice of the flesh can be loud because of an unrenewed mind. Oh, hallelujah. So the key here is that the mind is renewed. See, a carnal Christian, people say, that guy's a carnal Christian. A carnal Christian is just a Christian whose mind's not renewed. Here's the thing. A carnal Christian with an unrenewed mind, if they die, they will go to heaven. But they will live a life of defeat on the earth. That, that's the sad part. Right? Because people, there are people, believers that you know and I know, they are not living God's best in the earth. And a large part of that is because they have an unrenewed mind. You, you'll talk to people and you'll see where their mind's not renewed. Their thought processes are a certain way. I've, I've told this story over and over again. I knew a lady that had been married and divorced I don't know how many times. I mean, she'd get, she'd get shed one and grab another one. And, and she was on her, I don't know, second or third marriage. And, and in a counseling session, I figured out what the problem was. She kept saying, well, you know how men are. They're all alike. And I thought, okay, there's the problem. She has, she's taken that old, unrenewed mind into every relationship. That sounds simple, but she was, it didn't matter how good of a man she got. In her mind, he was like the other one. And here's the thing. If your mind's not renewed, you'll react to every situation the same way that you always have. People say, I don't know what it is with that person. They just destroy every, every relationship they're in. Their mind's not renewed. If I start renewing my mind to the things of God, then I'm capable of having these relationships and having the victory that Christ promised me. Listen, if, if you don't renew your mind, for instance, about finances, it doesn't matter how much you tithe or how much you give. If you don't renew your mind to watch what you do, to budget your money, to my, right? You're going to have trouble. You're going to struggle. And people want you to rebuke the devil and cast devils out and, and bind the devil. We can't. It doesn't matter if we do that if your mind's not renewed. Pastor, I, I, need, you to, I need you to come into agreement with me. Well, I'll come into agreement with you, but is your mind renewed? Right? I was teaching Tuesday in healing school on the subject of I'm supposed to be healed. When you start renewing your mind to that, I'm supposed to be healed. Here's what most people do. They want healing after they get sick. But God said in the word, I'm supposed to walk in divine health. There's healing and then there's divine health. Right? I got to renew my mind to that. Now here's, am I helping you with this? Here's how you renew your mind to that. How many things do we just put up with? Meaning, here's what I mean. You know, if something big comes up, cancer, heart trouble, something like that, boy, we stand against it. Uh-uh, in the name of Jesus. Here you go. Hey, you feeling all right? Yeah, it's just my allergies. Why do we just put up with allergies? Because they're not that big of a deal. Well, you know, and I, don't worry about it. It's just a cold, just a cold. 
But if I'm renewing my mind to divine health, I'm not even supposed to have a cold. Right or wrong? See, I got to renew my mind to that. Amen. I say I got to renew my mind to that. I've, I've known people before that had what they called situational ethics. In other words, if, it, if they thought it was appropriate to lie, they would lie. And they were, they were, you know, believers. They had to renew their mind. This is important. Look at James chapter 1. Every part of the believer is separate and affects the other part. James chapter 1 and verse 21. See, it's important to understand that when I was saved, my spirit was saved, but my soul wasn't saved. And what people will do is they'll make the statement based on this verse and other verses, and, uh, you know, they'll say, man, church was so good the other night. Five souls got saved. No, they weren't. No, they didn't. Five people got saved, but their souls didn't get saved. Their soul has to be renewed. Their spirit got saved. It's important. James chapter 1, verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Now, this is important. Now, when he says, lay apart all filthiness, and superfluity of naughtiness, that means overflowing of wickedness. Now, here's the thing. Should you have to write to believers and tell them to lay aside overflowing wickedness? Well, you wouldn't think so, but why is he having to do this? We we know he's writing to believers because he says in verse 2, my brethren. Well, what's the problem? He said, here's what you need to do. He said, you need to lay apart or lay aside this wickedness, this overflowing wickedness. So that means to put off, to put away, or to lay down. All right? So what's what's James doing? He's letting us know that we got a part to play in this renewing of our mind. There's something I've got to do. Brother Hagen told a story about uh, a guy in their community back in the Depression, and he, he was a very rich man, and uh, all the people in the community would borrow money from him. Didn't have a, a lot of banks back then, and they'd borrow money from him, and, and he'd charge a little bit of interest. I mean, the church borrowed money from him and all the farmers, and, and uh, one year they hit a bad crop season, and, you know, that nobody could pay their note. And the church, you know, the church said, well, surely he won't foreclose on us. You know, we're a church. And, uh, but he did. Called their note, took their property. Uh, the farmers couldn't, couldn't meet their, their, their loan. And you know what they did? They just, they, just let their, they just let their fields lay fallow, and they didn't keep their fences up. And, well, there wasn't no reason because we don't have any money. And one by one, he just took their properties. But there was one guy, he was in the same position. He couldn't, he couldn't pay his bill, but every day he got up and he, and he worked on the house and, 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 and uh, fixed the shutters and would go whitewash his fence and 
take, take his sickle and get the weeds away from the fence and, and make sure the flowers were planted, right? Day after day after day, he did that. And one day that man came to visit him and said, I want to give you something and handed him the deed to his land. Now, why did he do that? Because he was doing something. He was doing something. We've all got a part in renewing our minds. Amen. Your, Brother Hagin would say this. He would say, your mind doesn't stay renewed any more than your hair stays combed. It's something you, you got to do regularly. Oh, hallelujah. So notice, he says, receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your souls. Able to save your souls. So this renewing of the mind starts by receiving with meekness, with humility, the engrafted word. The, the word engrafted means implanted or imparted into our hearts. And it means implanted either by me doing it myself or someone else implanting it in my heart through teaching or instruction. Oh, hallelujah. This is so important. Amen. One translation says, and in a humble spirit, Receive the message that's been implanted in your hearts. So I have to, notice, I have to lay aside wickedness and I have to receive the word. And he says, receive it with humility. Receive it humbly. Oh, hallelujah. That's important. Because, because very often this, this mindset of, well, I've heard that before. I've heard that, yep, I've heard that. That'll stop me from renewing my mind because I've got to receive it. I've got to receive it regularly. I've, I've told the story about I'll, I'll be visiting with my pastor. He'll be sharing with me, and he'll start saying something, start telling the story, and he'll stop and go, have I told you this before? And I always go, say on, pastor. I never go, I, I never even say, yeah, you've told me, but tell me again. I just go, Pastor, tell me the story. Why? I want to receive something. I want to receive something. When we, have him in our, we have him in the church every month, and I'm on the front row with my notebook. I'm there, let her rip. Teach me something. Show me something. Why? Because I understand something. As long as I've been doing this, if I don't keep renewing my mind, I can slip back in some areas and open the door for the enemy to cause some problems. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Say out loud, the door to the enemy shut in my life. Amen. See, I got to receive the word because the word has the power to save my soul. All right? The Moffat translation says, the word is with power to save your soul. That's why this is so important because in the context of the word saving your soul is when James said, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. What does that mean? There are people that hear the word, but they never receive the word, so their mind is never renewed, and they're actually deceiving themselves 
into thinking that the word they're hearing is doing them some good and it's not because they're not receiving it with meekness. I'm just hearing the word. I'm not receiving it and allowing it to renew my mind. It's important. Oh, hallelujah. He said it will save your soul. That word save, it means to deliver, to heal, to make whole, or to preserve. To deliver, to heal, to make whole, or preserve. So the word will deliver my mind. Amen. It will heal my mind. It'll make my mind whole or preserve my mind. Amen. No, no matter what you're dealing with, that the word will do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because as I feed on the word, that's the effect on my mind. It's restored. It's healed. It's preserved. It's made whole. That's why you don't have to turn there. You can write it down. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Peter said, you have purified your soul by receiving the word of God. That's the supernatural power of the word. You've purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and unfeigned love to the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So notice how he said you purified your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions by the word. By receiving the engrafted word, by receiving the word of God. See, that's the key. That's why, you know, people over the years have talked about mean Christians. That's how somebody can be born again 35 or 40 years and just be mean and ugly and, and, and talk ugly and gossip and, and do things that they shouldn't be doing because they've been in church 40 years, but their mind's never been renewed. That's possible. I say that's possible. When, when, I, when I started pastoring, when we started pastoring this church, there were people there that if you talked to them, they'd brag to you about how they'd been born again since the 60s and lied like a dog on me. Lied. Tried to get up petition to get me kicked out and said I'm a Christian. See, their mind wasn't renewed. I said their mind wasn't renewed. Am I helping you tonight? Hallelujah. When, when you get a renewed mind, there's just things you don't do anymore because my mind's renewed. Glory be to God. Does that make sense? It makes faith. Now, I have to do this. I have to receive the Word. I have to receive the Word. And, you know, I'm not just talking about in a corrective fashion. There's times when you're receiving the Word... There's times you're receiving the word and it doesn't make sense to you what you're hearing, but you're receiving it humbly, right? I, we were dealing with a person one time that was, that was trying to receive their healing. And when you talk to this person, they would tell you, I mean, everything that you would talk about, 
Yep. I heard Brother Hagin teach that in 1969. Yep. I heard Brother Copeland preach that in 1972. They had a Bible that was just pretty near worn out, worn out. And, and they, had, they had notations in here. First heard Brother Hagin preach this in 1972. And you start to tell them something to try to help them, and they'd finish it. Yep, Brother Hagin said that. But watch, listen to me. They're sick. They're dying. You know why? They had not renewed their mind to the fact that they were going to have to be healed by their faith in the Word. Their confidence was in somebody putting hands on them. Amen. And how many times have we heard this statement? Brother Hagin would say this. He would say, one of these days, the Lord's going to say, put that big youngin down and let him walk. See, i got to renew my mind to that. People will get born again, and it seems like for the first six months, man, pastor can get rid of anything for them. Just lay hands on them. It's gone. Just can fix anything. It's just wow. It's just, it's just simple. But then eventually they're going to face a situation where they got to get it done for themselves. And they got to renew their mind, right? Is that right? All of us in here, I've watched, I pick on Dave and Michelle's kids a lot and their family, but, but, but I've watched those girls grow up. I was talking to her tonight. She said, I'm going to be in sixth grade next year. I'm like, what? How is that possible? But, but here's the point. They're growing up. I'm sure, I'm quite certain, responsibilities have increased at home. Things that they're doing now when they're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years of age are things they couldn't do when they were six. Why couldn't they do them when they were six? Their mind wasn't renewed. But what happens when you do something once? I can do it. What happened? Your mind was renewed. So the minute, the minute that person begins to understand, wait a minute, I can rebuke the devil and he'll leave me alone. Right? I, I don't need to get 14 people to agree with me. No, Mr. Devil, I resist you, and you got to flee from me. What just happened? Mind renewal. Mind renewal. And how'd that come? By the word. Is that right? Oh, glory to God. See, if God's ever healed you, your mind is renewed to the fact that you know it's his will. So you have no problem going to him and asking him to heal you. Because you've already done it. You've proved to me it's your will. Right? But you might have been raised with the idea that God might or God might not. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. So what was the biggest problem there? Renewing of the mind. Do you see that? Hallelujah. And so back to my story. And so this man would... His mind wasn't renewed to that. Now, he'd been in the word of faith a long time. Well, what was the problem? Mine wasn't renewed. Well, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because what James said, I got to receive with meekness. Right? Your attitude, my attitude should be this. Lord, if I'm wrong, show me. Help me see it. 
right? Point it out to me because I, I don't want to miss it, right? Help me renew my mind. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. Do, do you see that? Pastor Michelle talked about in her book, The Guilt, the Shame, and the Blood, about that one area of her life with, with, with uh, abortion, that every time she would get there, she almost, she couldn't hardly tell that part of her testimony because of the shame. Right? What had to happen? She had to renew her mind. To what? Not only did he bear my guilt, he bore my shame. Had to renew my mind. I, one time I was praying for people, for freedom from shame here on a Friday night, on a Friday evening. And there was a lady that had been, I don't know how long she had been in church. She was in her 80s then. And I said, if you need freedom from shame, I want you to come up to the front. And she came up to the front, and I prayed for her. You know what she was ashamed of? In the 1960s, she owned a bar and had gotten an abortion and had been dealing with the shame of that from the 1960s. And this was in the early part of 2000. And yet she had been in, she got saved in the early 70s and had been in church under the word all those years and had never been able to deal with that. What happened that night that she received the engrafted word? She got free. Why? Her mind had been renewed. So when you come to church, you're not just coming to hear a sermon or to hear a lesson or to hear something from the word. You're coming to get your mind renewed. And so you'll come and leave with mind renewal in some area. And all I got to do is receive it. I just have to receive it. Look, look at Psalm 19. Oh, boy, this I don't know about you, but I preach myself happy. I, I'm telling you, I, I get happy about this, and I'll tell you why I get happy about it. Number one, I love pastoring you. But secondly... I, I remember the day there, there were things I was dealing with and the enemy was just bombarding my mind, just bombarding my mind. And I talked to my wife in our bedroom about it and I said, the enemy's just, this is just something. And, and she took my face in her hands and went over to the book of Hebrews where it says, it says this, it says that the word of God and the blood of Jesus Christ will purge your conscience from dead works so you can serve the living God. That was mind renewal. Amen. That was the end of that. It doesn't have to be sinful. Right? I said, listen, it can be something as simple as thinking that I've, you know, I'm just not going to do as well in life as some other people. You need your mind renewed that you can do very well in life. Right? Because you plus God equals victory. That's the end of it. Oh, glory be to God. Psalm 19:7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting or restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So when he says there again, converting, it's to restore, to refresh, to repair. The mind, the will, the emotions. So if they need to be restored, he'll restore it. If it needs to be refreshed, he'll refresh it. If he needs to repair it, he'll repair it. 
But how will he do it? Through the word. Through the word. Through the word. Well, I don't want to think that way anymore. Then you got to get in the word till your mind changes. I got to think the word. That's why James said, be a doer of the word. Now, this is, this is very simple, and, it, and it'll be in, in part two of this. But here's the thing. For instance, I don't know about you, but I, I, I well, I know some how some of you were. But here's the point. Maybe when you first started coming to church and you heard that you were the righteousness of God in Christ, it took you a minute to get your head wrapped around that. Why? Because you knew you. And your view of you was not righteous. Because what's most people's view of righteous? Without sin, perfect, never do anything wrong. Right? But then somewhere along the line, you got the mind renewal that righteousness was standing and not conduct, and you got the understanding that you were righteous in God's sight and that God himself personally made you righteous. Woo, glory. Amen. Well, what happened? Your mind was repaired. But what happens is you begin to meditate on the Word. Everything you see in the Word about who you are in Christ, you start renewing your mind to that, and it begins to become a reality in your life. Hallelujah. So the Word restores or repairs the mind. But also, it's the activity of the will and the activity of the character. If you want to change the activity of your will, have you ever heard people say, well, I'd like to stop that, but I just keep falling into it. Their mind's not renewed. The activity of your will cannot be changed until your mind's renewed. Listen. <laughs> this, is, this is so important. Because there, there are people, there's things they want to change. And they're trying to do it by willpower. What the Lord tell me? You cannot do by willpower what requires the renewing of the mind and a revelation of who you are in Christ. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's watching too much TV. I don't care if it's eating too much cake. I don't care if it's whatever. Until you renew your mind, you're going to keep watching as much TV, eating as much cake. you got to renew your mind to, to that situation. Amen. Glory. Am I helping you? If there's something I want to stop, I got to renew my mind to that. Amen. There's a minister that I, that I dearly love, but he makes fun of people that, that are into fitness or eating right. I mean makes fun of them. He said, you know, the other day I was watching a marathon. He said, nobody was smiling. He said, but I went to church after, I went to the restaurant after church. And he said, I saw a bunch of people eating a bunch of pie, and they were all smiling. <laughs> That's probably true. Right? But, you know, he's not a bad guy. What's the problem? Mind renewal. Mind renewal. This is important. Because there's things that God wants to move people into. They can't move into them until their mind's renewed. 
Well, I'm ready for God to bring me that. You got to renew your mind. You got to renew your mind. Hallelujah. And then he said the activity of the character. You can't change your character until you renew your mind. But if I renew my mind, the activity of the will and the activity of the character is changed. So a change in character is the result of a renewed mind. The flesh can do whatever it wants if there's not a renewed mind. Oh, hallelujah. Right? I was using the health analogy. Listen, you're never going to make broccoli taste like pie. But broccoli will fix things. Pie will kill things. Right? Now think about that. When my mind starts being renewed, the change can occur. I say change can occur. Glory be to God. I have a friend, I have a friend of mine. When, when, when he talks about eating, and he'll, he'll come uh, 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 sometimes uh, to, the, to, to the break room when I'll be eating. And Pastor Michelle will always make, uh, in these mason jars, she'll put me a big salad in a mason jar, and I'll chop it up and pull it out of that mason jar. And, and uh, I'll say, hey, you want some of this? I don't like anything green. Well... I mean, I just laugh because it, you know, it's just funny. It is funny. But, 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 but here's the thing. My father, you, you talk about salad. He's like, I don't want no rabbit food. Give me some meat. Mm-hmm. He needed to renew his mind. Right? Because until I renew my mind, that it's, it's, it's not... What it tastes like is what's it going to do for me? How's it going to help me? I better move away from this. I've lost my crowd. Oh, it's important. I say it's important. Because here's the thing. You run into people all the time, and they'll say, you know, I've been meaning to do that. The Lord's been dealing with me and dealing with me. The Lord's been dealing with me for six months to do that. Let, 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 let me tell you what, that person, every day that they go by without doing what God said, they are getting more and more on the devil's territory. And eventually, he's going to slap the, the trap shut. Why? Because you're out there where he can operate. You got to renew your mind. To what? Instant obedience. If the Lord says it, I start doing it. I can move on it now. If nothing else, but just get on my knees before God and say, okay, I'll do that in the name of Jesus. Right? Renew my mind. Look at Romans 12. I got five minutes. Woo, glory. I know they ran that clock up on me. <laughs> Buzz did it. He did it. <laughs> glory to God. I only said that because Dave was pointing at him. 
<laughs> See, there was. <laughs> ah, glory to God. And Buzz don't care. He's just going to go home and eat pie. It, it, it'll all be okay. <laughs> ah, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Now, this is a very familiar scripture. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, notice something. Very often, we just quote verse 1 and 2 like it's, it's just all together. But it's important because there's a separation. He says, the first thing that I have to do is to present my body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So make my body a living sacrifice. One translation says you're every day going to work, eating, sleeping, getting up, moving around body. All right? Present it as your reasonable service. All right? And then notice, he says, and, verse 2 starts with and. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right? So good, acceptable, and perfect are descriptive words that describe the word of God. It's not that there's a good will, an acceptable will, and a perfect will. They describe the will of God. The will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. But notice... This starts with me making a decision. I present my body a living sacrifice today. That's my rational service to God. And what's the result of that? I won't be conformed to this world, but I'll be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Oh, hallelujah. Now, how do we do this? Number one, we do this by the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit. Number two, the power of the word. And number three, the renewed mind. Number one, the power of the spirit. Number two, the power of the word. And number three, the renewed mind. See, this believer that's not conformed to this world but transformed by the renewing of his mind, that's a believer whose mind is in subjection to the word. One translation, I think it's the Phillips translation, says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. And folks, we're, we're in a season, we're in a time in our world and in our nation that it's more important now to have our mind renewed than ever before because everything about us, everything around us is trying to squeeze us into a mold. Right? Right? So this is a believer with their mind in subjection to the word. So we present our body, and when we do that, we're not conformed to the pattern of the world. But by the renewing of the mind, we're transformed. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24, notice Paul says, and they that are Christ, those that belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Now notice, he said, we've done that. We do that. 
Hallelujah. So the believer crucifies the flesh. You know, Galatians 2.20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ lives in me. Life I now live, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ, right? Well, I was crucified with Christ when I was born again. And that old sin nature died on the cross. But here's the thing. I got to renew my mind and keep my flesh crucified. You don't have dual nature. The old man died. Old things are passed away. The only thing in my spirit is the nature of God. Where's the problem? It has to operate through a mind that's either renewed or not renewed. And that's why you can see Christians that are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, but yet they're living a carnal life because their flesh isn't crucified because their mind isn't renewed. And it's not just renewing your mind to right or wrong. You understand? It's not just renewing your mind that you shouldn't watch things that have a lot of filthy talk in it. That's just ABC Christianity right there. Just don't do it. But here's here's the point. When When it comes to things of just living life, there are people you know and I know, they're stuck. And they'll tell you they feel stuck. They feel stuck because their mind's not renewed. got to renew my mind. And then what? I keep the flesh crucified. And as I keep the flesh crucified, the cravings, the desires, there's not that pull. Living for Christ is easy when I eliminate the pull the flesh has on my life. And I do that by renewing my mind and crucifying the flesh. That's in any area. And, and I'll, I'll say this in closing. We, we got to work on making sure that this body, this flesh, our mind, we're renewing it, that it's not what has the pull on us. It's my spirit that has the pull on me. Right? And then that way I'm not, fa- I'm not falling into the trap of the enemy. Because I'm renewing my mind. That's the pathway to victory. That's the pathway to victory. Oh, hallelujah. And any believer can do it. Because the Bible tells us to do it. But it takes that effort of getting in that place with God and just allowing him to do it. Putting in the effort and letting the word renew your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Well, let's stand up tonight, shall we?